0: Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit AbyssBattery.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911, and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com.
1: Whether you use a crossbow or a vertical bow, how do you select the best broadheads for deer hunting? Today I'm going to talk about a number of the factors that go into that decision to help you select the best broadheads for your situation. Welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're talking about broadheads and deer hunting. Now, if you're so new to the equation, and I have been there, a broadhead is basically the sharp arrow point that you put on the end of an arrow that is designed to go through the deer that you're hunting. You have field tips and you have broad tips. Field tips are for target practice and broadheads are what you actually use for hunting. Probably all states, I know mine for sure, require you to use broadheads and usually there is a minimum diameter of, um, of cutting edge to those. So they have to have a minimum size hole that they're going to make. The idea being so that you have to use an arrowhead that is going to cut a big enough hole to kill that deer humanely and quickly enough to recover. If you shot a deer with a field tip, just basically the round circle that comes to a point, it would go right through that deer, and you might kill it, you might not, but if you did kill it, chances are it could take hours, days, maybe longer, and that animal animal would probably expire from infection before it would blood loss. So that is not a humane way to do it. That's not a good way to go about it. You need to use a broadhead. It's just the way this thing works. You have to use an arrowhead that's going to do enough damage to take down the deer fast. That said, we live in an era where there are an abundance of choices when it comes to broadheads. And really, none of them are bad. None of them are terrible. As long as you meet the minimum cutting diameter for your state... You cannot make a disastrous decision um, for the most part. The market is pretty good. Just like ammunition, you know, 30 years ago, there was absolute garbage ammunition out there for hunting. But today, even the cheapest stuff on the market, if it's an expanding projectile, it is going to be, you know, reasonably effective. There's no way to make a disastrous decision as long as you follow the guidelines for the law in your state but how do you pick the best broadheads for what we're going to for what you're going to do for the hunting you're doing and of course we're talking about deer hunting but there's more to it than just the game there's your style there's your approach there's the way that you hunt now whether you use a vertical bow or a crossbow to me the answer bases on a couple different factors so Here's the overview, what you have for broadheads. Number one, you've got your standard, old school, fixed position blade broadhead. You've got your fixed head. So, what that basically means is, is the broadhead is a solid piece of metal, the blades are solid, nothing moves, nothing flexes, nothing shifts. It goes right through, it comes out the other side, it stays the same, hopefully. Uh, It's the same concept they've been using for arrowheads for the last 5,000 years. Today, they're made of metal, maybe aluminum, titanium, stainless steel, whatever it might be. Back in the day, they're made out of stone or flint, and then eventually iron or copper or whatever it might have been. But the idea is basically you, you, the blades are going to come to inch and a half inch, inch and a half inch um, cutting surface uh, that's going to go through that animal out the other side. So it's going to leave an inch, inch and a half um, hole in one end and out the other that's the idea that's what you want to happen now the pros and cons to fixed position broadheads fixed positions they there's no there's nothing mechanical on them there's nothing to fail a, they are what they are they work they go in they come out they are effective they're reliable there's really nothing that can go wrong i mean yeah i guess you could have a failure the the blade could snap off something like that but there's no mechanism that can break down. What's the negative to them? Well, the negative is they usually affect aero flight, but I'll talk about that more in a minute. Number two, you have mechanical broadheads. These are relatively new, very new if you're looking at it in terms of overall hunting history, but within the last couple decades, mechanical broadheads have really picked up steam. Uh, I think they've become a lot more effective, a lot better produced, a lot more reliable. Basically what this is, is you have a a broadhead, you have blades, long blades, usually longer than you have in a fixed position blade, but they fold up, they collapse. So when you're looking at the arrow before you shoot it, it almost looks like a field tip. There's very little protrusion, there's very little coming out of, of, of that round tip, that is going to you know, have wind resistance or anything like that. But what happens is on impact with the game, and there's a number of different mechanisms by which this happens, those, um, those cutting blades expand and pop out. Now there's different ways that that can happen, different designs, different patents, all that. But basically the gist of it is, on impact, the blades pop out and then they leave this massive cutting wound through the animal and out the other side the idea being because the blades pop out instead of having to be out the whole time you can have longer blades bigger hole bigger cutting surface you can do more damage drop the animal faster also the benefit is that you've got less wind resistance they fly more true better range more like a field tip the downside is you have that mechanism, that things that can go wrong. Maybe the blades don't both exp- pop out. Something happens. Maybe you set it up wrong. You've got a user error in terms of how you you got it fixed and, and the blades restrained and all that. You could make a mistake. You know The technology could have an issue, whatever it might be. But that's sort of the gist of it. The third kind is a hybrid. You've got a hybrid that is a... You have a partial fixed broadhead and then you also they add on to that some mechanical blades that pop out as well the idea being you still have a big enough broadhead that can do the job Um, it's just not going to be as effective but then assuming the blades work they pop out and give you that extra oomph the idea there being is people are gun shy with the mechanical broadheads but they want some of the benefits So because there is a fixed position broadhead on there, even though it's smaller, they have the confidence knowing that if they can hit their target, they still have a good chance to put the animal down, even if the expanding broadhead fails. And if the expanding blades work, then they're just gonna put it down that much faster. So your pros and your cons there are sort of a blend and a mix of both. They're, They're a little bit more reliable, you've got a little less risk, They fly a little better than a fixed position, but not quite as good as a mechanical broadhead, on and on. So those are the three main types of broadheads. Now, the question is, what's the best one for you? What's the best one for your hunting style? What's the best one for your setup? What's the best one for what you want to accomplish? How do you make that decision? Now, usually a fixed position is going to be cheaper than a mechanical broadhead hybrids they're probably a little bit more on the expensive range because you've got all the components that are in there and you've got lots of brands that are out there so how do you make the decision well the 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 counsel that i have for new hunters again talking about new hunters or new archery hunters new vertical bow hunters new crossbow hunters people who are new to the sport my advice is a little different than it would be for someone who's maybe been archery hunting for 15 years, right? Different things are important, different things matter. So the way I look at it is this. If you are new to archery hunting or newer, you there's a skill set to develop for hunting with archery. You you've got to build a skill set. You you need to learn how to use a bow effectively. You need to judge your ranges effectively. If you're using a vertical bow, there's a lot of practice that you need to do. There's a, a physicality element that you need to build up when it comes to shooting and, and how you hold it and all those different pieces. If you're using a crossbow, uh, it's a little bit easier in that regard. You don't have to develop that, that archery skill set as much, but you have to think differently than you would if you're hunting a rifle. Range matters a lot. You know, 10 yards, it makes a huge difference If you're shooting at 30 yards versus 40 yards, you might have to aim at a very different place in order to hit the target. It still requires a significant amount of practice. You've got to know your ranges. You've got to know your bow. You've got to know um, what shots are ethical for you to take and your skill level and what shots you should pass on. So there's a lot of similarities here between crossbow and vertical bow. But you're trying to learn those factors. So here's the the thing that makes the decision for me and my counsel to new hunters.
0: Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At MidwayUSA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com.
1: You're trying to learn all that, and you're trying to figure out where your aiming point is and how to aim and how your bow shoots and how, you know, where you need to aim at different ranges. Where do you aim at 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 yards, 40 yards? How do you figure that out? in in my paradigm all of that is work all that takes time all that takes practice the thing you do not need is to work on different aiming points for different arrowheads you you know that's just a whole nother layer of complexity because you shoot your practice arrows and they hit at a certain place at a certain range And then you put your broadheads on and if they're going to hit at a different place at every range you have more work you've got more to figure out it's going to take a lot more out of you in order to to get that so when looking at new hunters my thought is let's avoid that in any way possible and that defaults us to using mechanical broadheads because uh, in my experience with the ones i use And I typically use the Rage hypodermics, and I'm not sponsored by Rage, although I'd be willing to take their money. But um, I have just found them to be one effective, but even more important, they hit the exact same place as my field tips. I mean, if I fired a group of four arrows and one of them was a uh, hunting broadhead and three of them where field tips, they're going to hit in the same group and the same pattern in the same circle. You will not be able to tell which one is the broadhead versus which ones are the practice arrows. So for me and for new hunters, I think that is the most important factor when it comes to arrowhead selection. Now you can't go wrong really. You pick a decent fixed broadhead, it is going to do the job. You pick a decent mechanical broadhead, it is going to do the job. You pick a decent hybrid broadhead, it is going to do the job. There's no wrong decision here. It's just what's best for you, and are you willing to practice enough for whichever decision that you make. So if you think that a fixed broadhead is better for your list of reasons, I I, I don't dispute that. It may be better for you. But in terms of my advice for new hunters, I would use the expandable broadheads yes they cost a little bit more most of the time yes it is um you have that extra element of potential failure when it comes to the mechanism for the broadhead actually expanding but i have never even seen one fail i, I have not been witness to one that failed i have not known a human being in the real world that's ever had one fail i've read some internet stories of people who've shot a deer and it failed, although I'll be honest with you half the time, I think people are just making stuff up to cover a miss or an unethical shot or a poorly placed shot and they wanna blame it on the broadhead as opposed to take responsibility for themselves. But I've never known a real human being that had a failure, just some random people on in internet chat rooms. Uh, even if you look at the reviews online and wherever they're sold, um, i think they're even on amazon some of them you know i I've, I've never seen any significant proportion of people saying that they're bad failures usually you've got people saying they've been using them for years and years and years and have had nothing but success so forth and so on but the bottom line is in my mind if i've got to cite the same piece of equipment in twice for two different arrowheads for practice arrows and field arrows, and then I'm in the field and I'm in that moment and I've got to make a split second decision on where to aim when that deer has, you know, a five foot window and it's walking in front of me. The last thing I want to do or worry about is okay, wait, which which aiming point am I using? Which one's on my is on my arrow right now? Am I aiming for the field tip spot or am I aiming for the broadhead spot. I don't. I don't want that to even enter into the equation. I just want to know one way. Tra- train, uh, train one way. Practice one way. Be ready for one way. Know your ranges. There's just one set of ranges. Everything is one. I know where I need to shoot at 35 yards. There, there's not a question of with what arrow, with, with what broadhead. It's, there's only one choice. There's only one option. There's only one way I've ever had to practice. I've got it. I know it. They take all that stuff out of the equation, and there we go. Now, when it comes to effectiveness, like I said, they can all be effective. I can give you my experience with mechanical broadheads, and that is I have seen deer drop faster with the broadheads, the mechanical broadheads that I use, then I have seen drop getting shot with a 308 right through both lungs. I literally have shot a deer with a mechanical broadhead and that deer dropped. It could not even crawl five feet before expiring. I mean, to the ground. And I have shot a deer with a 308 and very expensive bullets at roughly the same range and that thing still run 100 yards. Um, I just... Not to say that's always the case, but I've seen deer drop faster with mechanical broadheads than I have with thirty caliber bullets on average. Not every time, but on average. Um, And I mean, just really, really effective kills. I mean, just clean and, you know sitting there going, wow, that was just amazing how effective that was. Um, also, this is an aside, but I, for when it comes to archery hunting, I think you actually you kill the deer faster and you damage less meat because a broadhead goes through and it cuts. And it's the cutting that causes blood loss and everything else, whereas a bullet goes through and it's pulverizing. So you end up with a cleaner kill. I say cleaner, I mean literally cleaner. Easier to gut the animal and field dress it and less mess. And cause you have a surgical wound instead of a gory scrambling of internal organs kind of wound that you can get from a bullet. So, you know, there's a lot of pros actually to archery hunting and you in no way Um, are compromising on lethality and the ability to kill an animal humanely and quickly. And with mechanical broadheads, especially the ones that I've used, two-inch cutting circle, I mean, just unbelievable effectiveness. Um, Super impressive. But it it really comes down to where you're at because fixed-position broadheads can give you the same results. And you know, hybrid broadheads can give you the same results. To me, it comes down to the aiming. And I wanna just, I wanna practice with the same thing. I, know, I wanna know that when I put my field tips on, that's where the error of the broadhead's gonna go whenever I'm actually in the woods. To me, that's easier, it's more efficient, it saves time, it saves energy. You're building one skill set, you're learning one way, so you can never be confused in terms of two different ways and it just i think makes you a more effective hunter now as you grow and as you develop and as you mature and as you build those skill sets and you practice year after year and you know other factors may become more important to you and that's fine that's cool you need to develop and grow into what works best for you but in terms of where do you get started I think the mechanical broadheads make it easier to get started, and I really don't think you're lo- you're risking much. Some people have said that fixed broadheads are tougher. I don't I don't agree with that at all. I really don't. Fixed broadheads. I mean, you have razor blades welded to the end of an arrow. Those welds can fail. Those blades can fail. Um, when it comes to mechanical broadheads, I mean, I have seen a mechanical broadhead. Go right through a deer, right through bone. I mean, go right into a tree. And just stick there. Come over. I mean, you'd have to work it out uh, without breaking the arrow. Pull it out of the tree. That thing is still usable. Now, I don't recommend reusing them, but it's still usable. Um, They're super tough. They make some of them that are titanium, designed to, to go through you know an elk's shoulder blade and stuff like that i mean super tough i don't think you lose anything in terms of toughness and reliability from a fixed position to a mechanical i really don't you know i'm sure they make fixed position ones out of titanium also that are just as impressive um i'd be shocked if they didn't tell you the truth but i don't i don't think they you're risking anything i don't think you're losing anything Now, the one downside is the cost. They're usually more expensive. But here's the thing. You never need to shoot mechanical broadheads in practice. Well, maybe just once. But once you get it sighted in, once you get it dialed in, then you know that they hit the same place that your practice arrows do. You're just basically maybe doing one or a couple shots to make sure, just to validate that. And then you never need to shoot them again. Whereas you're talking about fixed broadheads, well, you're practicing. All right, well, field tips don't work, they're not going to give you the same accuracy. So you need to practice with the fixed position broadheads that you plan on using. Maybe old ones, but you got to get those old ones somehow so they are new at some point to you. So, because you've got to learn those ranges. So you have to keep using them. So you're going to get more wear on them, you're going to just destroy targets faster and deal with all those situations. So I think it's you're, you're you know you might you're saving a little bit in terms of you're going through less broadheads, you got less wear and tear on broadheads. And I think there you have the same level of reusability. If you were going to reuse, which I'm not recommending, but you can, you could reuse a mechanical just as easily as you can a fixed position. And i think both are just as likely and susceptible to take damage while being shot now the other one other factor that i forgot to mention is range you usually get less range out of a fixed position broadhead because you've got more wind resistance even if it's the same weight you've got more wind resistance more mass um, that's catching wind while it's flying so typically you get less range which is why you have all the different aiming points, because the drop is faster. It's not just left or right, it's dropping faster. So you have less range. So with a field tip, you might be good shooting at 30 yards, but with a mechanical broad, or with a fixed position broadhead, you might be limited to 25 yards. Or with a crossbow, maybe you're good with a field tip to 50 yards, but with a fixed position broadhead, you might be limited to 40, something like that. And you gotta learn those different aiming points. So, to me, the extra range and that aiming ability using the same aiming point as you do with your field tips makes it worth the extra cost. Um, and you're just you're not gonna be shooting that many. You know, it's not like you're gonna go through a dozen broadheads a year. I mean, you're probably gonna shoot one right at the deer that you take. If you're, you know, hunting more than one deer, well, I mean, you know, you're looking at one per deer. So it's, it's the kind of thing where, you know, at the end of the day, it's not really that much more expensive. Um, and you're, it's just not that much expense total. So, you know, you might buy a pack of four mechanical broadheads for, you know, $35, whatever it is, that may last you four years. And if you're if you're willing to reuse them, maybe longer than that. Whereas if you buy field tips, uh, excuse me, if you buy fixed position arrow arrowheads, you know they may last just as long, but they're probably going to wear out faster because you're going to be using them for practice as well. So you're going to get more wear and tear. So yeah, it'll be ended up being cheaper. So maybe you're looking at you're going to spend thirty five dollars for four years for mechanical broadheads versus twenty dollars for four years for fixed position broadheads. Alright, maybe maybe, you know, just throwing out some 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 numbers that I've seen and noticed. So okay, are you, you know, you're you're looking at a difference of like four dollars a year. You know, it's not that big of a difference. People say, oh I can't afford that. Yeah, you know what you could come with four dollars a year to have be have an easier aiming point, to have more range um, especially if you're a new hunter. So, you know, again, if you like, you know, one of the other types as your favorite, good for you. If you're happy with, you know, that performance and the way to shoot, then good for you. I'm not talking to people who already have a favorite. I'm not trying to convince anybody to change their favorite. I'm trying to help give advice and counsel to new hunters that are sitting there at the broadhead aisle of the of the archery store with you know 300 different options going what do i buy how do i make a choice what kind do i even buy like what category does this even fall in how do i even start to narrow down this decision so that's my advice hope that's helpful you should head to the website newhuntersguide.com check out the show notes Uh, leave some feedback, send me an email. I would love to hear from you. And please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, That helps us get the the word out and get into more people. So um, appreciate you guys. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods.